Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. And today I want to talk about some rumors swirling recently regarding uh, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Um, and normally I don't talk about issues and, and breaking news on anything uh, in, in that realm. But I thought I should talk about this because it, it brought up some questions in my mind and probably did in yours as well. So the first thing is uh, there was a report yesterday that uh, Fox, in conjunction with Marvel, was going to bring out a live-action X-Men Universe TV show a la... Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, Daredevil, that kind of thing. Um, not, not clear yet what network it would be on or if it would be Netflix or something like that, but uh, there was in talks about how to do this. And it's really focused on the Hellfire Club, which is a somewhat obscure uh, reference to the X-Men. More of the eight, 70s and 80s versions of the X-Men than more of the recent stuff. There is a Hellfire Club of sorts, but it's not really... I don't believe this is what's going to take place. It's supposed to take place in the late 60s when the Hellfire Club start, kind of started in the X-Men comics. So it, it's really a different a different um, take on, on the X-Men universe. So it's probably going to be less about the X-Men, except tangentially. Um, but there was some rumor going around that possibly uh, Fox had traded the rights to the movie rights to Fantastic Four to Marvel for the rights to the X-Men TV show. Uh, and, and this is a little confusing, and we've talked about this at different times in the past, but back in the 90s, the uh, Marvel executives, in their infinite wisdom, decided to sell off valuable properties to try to keep the company afloat. And as it turned out, it didn't work. They declared bankruptcy and were later purchased by um, Disney. So at that time, they sold off the rights to Spider-Man, X-Men, and Fantastic Four. Because at that time, those were the most popular books uh, in the Marvel staple and the most popular characters and the oldest and well-established and that kind of thing. So those that made sense that they would be the most valuable things they could sell off. Well, they sold off the TV rights. And um, they didn't sell off, or I'm sorry, the TV. They sold off the movie rights. They didn't sell off the TV rights. So that's why you've got um, the three Tobey Maguire films with um, Spider-Man, and then the two with Andrew Garfield, the Amazing Spider-Man series. Those five Spider-Man movies, the five uh, X-Men movies, and the um, pitiful three Fantastic Four movies. All of those are, are owned by, or sorry, Spider-Man is owned by Sony. Fox owns the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. So to keep the license, they have to keep producing something. Um, if you're not familiar, there was a 1994 version of the Fantastic Four, which was horrid from Roger Corman, but it kept the rights at Fox until they could produce uh, the later movie with Jessica Alba. So that's it, 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 all they have to produce is something, and then it keeps it keeps the license renewing. If you don't produce something, that's how Fox lost Daredevil, which was their property, and it went back to Marvel for that reason. So it, it got me thinking, is is it a good thing that this universe is still fractured in this way? I mean, to the average consumer, they don't really know much about who owns what. They see the character, and they know the character. But I would contend that the movies that have been best controlled, best 
produced, best uh, put together have come from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Marvel Studios. And the worst ones have come from Fox and secondarily Sony. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I was excited when the X-Men movies came out because it was, it was something finally on the big screen with Marvel. Um, but it wasn't good. And the Daredevil movie was putrid, uh, to, to say the least. Um, the Fantastic Four, the first two that were actually released commercially, were okay. They weren't wonderful, but they were okay. Um, the last one I, I have not seen yet, but I have not heard much good about it, so I'm not really excited to think that it did a whole heck of a lot. So that keeps me thinking, okay, they didn't do a good job. The Spider-Man movies... Uh, ups and downs. Spider-Man 2 was decent. Spider-Man 1 was okay. Spider-Man 3 was not. Amazing Spider-Man, the first two reboots, were okay. But they weren't phenomenal. And there's some some bias towards the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they all tie together. Whereas these other ones don't tie together to each other, let alone to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's a little tough to gauge them exactly the same, but it's something to think about. So... It got me thinking, would a live-action X-Men TV show be worthwhile? And again, it's not X-Men, it's X-Men Universe. So I think that's got to be stipulated there, that it's not truly the X-Men. Um, so it might it's more like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where they talk about maybe some vague interaction with superpowered beings, but it's not quite... Um, it's not the Avengers, you know, it's not X-Men. Um so is that a good thing? And I think it is if it's done correctly. Now, if they get the right Marvel people to help them, I think you could have a good show. Uh, and I, it can maybe rinse out the bad taste in my mouth from the movies that they've produced, but not necessarily change everything I think about those movies because they're still okay. Um, the special effects were not awesome, and the amount of money spent on them did not make me um, feel wonderful. And I, they did change quite a bit about the characters to fit them into the movies. So it's okay, but if it's done poorly, as they've done mediocre work, then yeah, you could see you could see another Wolverine, uh, which was not a good movie. Um, it, it was a poorly constructed, poorly made, uh, just just not a good movie. And I think that's what they run the danger of. If they try to shoehorn too many characters in there to keep them viable for from a Fox standpoint, then I think you run into some risk. Uh, it's, you know, character of the week kind of thing. I, that's not what you want. You want an overarching story that's interesting to watch and not simply, hey, we've got to get as many of these characters in so we can keep the rights to them indefinitely. And that's not going to work. There was a rumor that maybe they wanted to put the Fantastic Four in the Hellfire show just to keep the rights active, which would also not be well conceived, I don't believe. Um, now, there was that rumor, as I said earlier, that maybe uh, Fox had traded the rights to the Fantastic Four back to Marvel to get the TV rights to the X-Men. That's been shown, at least to this point, to not be true. Um, and I don't know why Marvel would do that. So it does seem a little strange. But I think, you know, let them sink or swim on their own. Now, what you will see is there's a greater focus at Marvel of going away from 
those properties that aren't under the Marvel staple. Now, they haven't gotten away from Spider-Man completely. There's still a fair amount of Spider-Man titles, but they, they're not stupid. They're going to they're gonna put out a Spider-Man title or more. Same thing with the X-Men. They're going to put stuff out, but you're not going to see the overwhelming marketing muscle. They've actually canceled the Fantastic Four. We'll see if it comes back after the Secret Wars reboot of things, and I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But um, it should be interesting that, that, that uh, Kevin Feige is under one belief and um, Mr. Perlmutter is under another. He's the head of um, all the other divisions outside the cinematic universe at Marvel. And he's basically said, I'm not going to spend money and market for somebody else to make money, to make less money on it because they're going to somebody, the properties are being uh, run by somebody else. So I understand that concept. Is it possible they could kill off all the mutants in the Marvel universe despite um, what Fox has. It's possible. It's happened to a point in the past. They, they were left with 212, I think, mutants left, and it's ramped back up again. But uh, it, it could be more for dramatic effect than for any spite against Fox. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But I do understand the concept. There's not been gaming and other uh, accoutrement for, for the mutants in in the greater marvel universe as there used to be and even on the agents of shield they've they've replaced um mutants within humans they've done that in the avengers movie with the quicksilver and scarlet witch they're not mutants they're enhanced humans um they've basically gone that inhuman route to circumvent the mutant thing that they sold off the rights to so how is that working with you I can't think of anything but mutants. I can't think of them as something else. The humans are in humans, and I can't replace one group with another group. So it's hard for me to um, do a one-to-one translation on that, but maybe it works better for you, especially if you're coming from not knowing a whole lot about the Marvel Universe. Maybe this is a little easier for you to transition. My wife seems to have no problem transitioning when she's watching uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so maybe it's that simple. Uh, You introduced something, and that's what it is, and we leave it at that. So we'll have to see how this all works out. But I'm very interested in a a Hellfire version. I I, I can see that done well, Um, more like Agent Carter, uh, maybe even S.H.I.E.L.D. I could see if it's done something like that. I could be very interested, and I would watch it. Um, we'll have to wait and see what it turns out, If what the premise is beyond the Hellfire Club in the 60s. Um, I don't know if that'll work, and it might be a little James Bondish, um, Austin Powers type of thing. Well, I don't think it's a comedy. I think it's a drama, but we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. And it should be – I recommend you at least check it out if it does come out, if it does get produced and, and acted, and see what you think because I think the more – the more comic book stuff that's out there, I don't think it's saturation. Good content, good storytelling, it doesn't matter how much there is. If you end up with mediocre, bad storytelling, then you get a saturation point and people stop wanting to pay attention. But as George Lucas should have found out long ago, good storytelling makes up for good cinematography anytime. You have to understand that, and he didn't understand that in the prequels to star wars so hopefully fox understands that good cinema good storytelling will make it better you know period pieces hit or miss sometimes so you got to be careful but it's definitely worth looking at and i recommend you check it out I, I recommend you check out anything even if it's from dc arrow or the flash both are good shows they're not something i necessarily read the comics of but they're good shows and you should watch them simply because they're good shows um keep that in mind when you're you're 
being selective. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch Supergirl series when it comes out because I think it's worth watching. It's an interesting concept. If it no longer becomes an interesting concept, it'll be easy for me to drop because I won't have invested my 30 years or 40 years into it. But if you're just starting out and you're trying to get some input, check it out. You know, sometimes it's we we gravitate towards what we enjoy more, and sometimes we enjoy the visual aspects of a character that helps us get into the the written. And I think that's important. For a lot of fans to uh, embrace, and I don't think sometimes the, the comic book snobs sometimes forget that, and they get all hyper and uh, uptight about what's going on there. And I, I disagree with that completely. So that's my two cents. Look for that show. Hopefully, it will come out soon, and we can all watch it, enjoy it together. That's what I'm looking forward to. Thank you for joining me. I've been Chad. Check us. Check me out on uh, Hannah Tree Productions. Hannah Tree. Productions.com and Hannah Tree Prod on Twitter, H-A-N-N-A-H. Check it out in the show notes if you can't remember how to spell it. And I'll talk to you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.